0: Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank, I'm the host of the show, and it's great to be back. I've been off for a couple of weeks. Uh, It's been kind of crazy, plus I've been fighting off a cold. So uh, if you hear some mutes on the uh, audio or the video, that's me not trying to cough or sneeze in anybody's ear. So we're going to power through this because I'm very excited uh, to review the film that uh, we're going to talk about today. Uh, Again, this is the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. This is a movie podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. You can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I ask if you do listen on a podcasting app to rate and review. That's very important for the show to gain new followers. You can also watch this show live as I record now. I'm going to put a link in the chat momentarily. So I know a lot of people online, on my Twitter, and on Facebook have already seen the film we're going to talk about today, which just opened, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, So if you want to come on live to talk to me now while I'm on, please feel free to do so. If you watch this episode later, please feel free to comment on either the video or the audio episodes either on Twitter for audio or on the YouTube channel. Uh, I'll re- I read all comments, so if you want to comment later after I, I'm done with this live episode, that'd be great. But if you want to come on now, I think it'd be great. I think a lot of people are very enthusiastic about the film, and I'll be reviewing it shortly. So I will put the link in the chat. Actually, I will do that right now. Um, if you see it there, just click on there. It'll let me know you're there, and uh, you can come right in. All right. Today's film we're going to be reviewing is... Top Gun Maverick. So obviously anyone that's a child of an eighty of the 80s like myself or actually most people that know Tom Cruise's career, most people are aware that the film that broke him through was 1986's Top Gun directed by Tony Scott starring Cruise, Kelly McGillis, and Val Kilmer, among others. Tom Skerritt's in the film. Uh, a fantastic 80s movie. Uh, a, a fun, action-packed movie about the Top Gun Academy, which of course... If you watch the first film, the top 1% of naval aviators are sent to Top Gun to train in aerial combat. And then there is a winner that's picked each uh, year, I think, in Top Gun. So there's a Top Gun winner every year. So that was the, uh, the plot of 1986's Top Gun, again, directed by the late, great Tony Scott. So this movie, of course, is 36 years in the making. Uh, it's been a long-awaited sequel. Uh, I don't think there's always, there's been talk of a sequel for a long time over the last ten years or so. Uh, I know Tom Cruise was anxious to revisit the, uh, the 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 character of Pete Maverick Mitchell. So the movie was shot over twenty, I think twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. The film was supposed to be released in twenty twenty, but uh, due to of course due to the pandemic, they pushed it back. And I think part of it, kind of Tom Cruise, kind of like filmmakers, uh, Christopher Nolan and others was was not going to allow Top Gun Maverick to be streamed Uh, whenever the movie was going to come out the movie was going to come out on the big screen and after seeing it in the theater uh, that decision is a wise one and I'll get into that um, as I get into the review a little more background on Top Gun Maverick so of course Tom Cruise uh, returned to reprise his role the film is directed by Joseph Kosinski now I've not seen any of his other films but apparently he did direct another film with Tom Cruise Called Oblivion. I've never seen that movie, so I don't know what the uh, what the word is on that movie. The critical uh, reviews of that particular film, so I don't know. But I know he's worked with uh, Cruz before. The screenplay. There's three credited screenwriters. Two of them I'm aware of. Iren. Uh, I always pronounce his name wrong. Iren Kruger. So he's been a screenwriter forever. He's he's worked on uh, film Skeleton Key, which my wife likes, starring uh, Kate Hudson and. Uh, uh, that came out years ago. He, he's written, he wrote the latest Scream. I think he co-wrote that. He's written screenplays forever. Um, he's uh, The Ring, I believe he wrote the remake of The Ring. So he's a, a, a long-tenured screenwriter. And uh, Christopher McQuarrie is one of the other screenwriters now. His name, I know, uh, he wrote the screenplay for The Usual Suspects, and he's been basically uh, kind of like Peter Yates with, uh, with Harry Potter. He has been the shepherd of the last... I think three Mission Impossible films because he directed Fallout, Rogue Nation, and then he's going to direct these last two that are coming out. Because actually, there was a preview of Mission Impossible on the Top Gun, uh, on Top Gun. So Christopher McQuarrie co-wrote this screenplay as well. He didn't direct the film; he directs and writes the Mission Impossible films, but he worked on this screenplay uh, for Top Gun Maverick. So uh, that's the creative people behind the scenes, and then Jerry Bruckheimer, of course, returns as producer. kind of one of the cool things, and actually I'll get into the review of the film now. So the film opens, it's great, because I think what Top Gun Maverick, and I'm going to get deep into other things as well as the plot, the thing that it does well is it does an excellent job of weaving in elements of the original movie while still making the movie feel new. So I compare this movie to uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, which was also a kind of a long-awaited sequel to a classic film from the 80s, and and Ghostbusters Afterlife really was successful in, in in paying homage to the first one and really leaning into a lot of the first movies. But what Top Gun Maverick I think even actually does better than Ghostbusters did is it it weaves the it weaves the the first movie in here, but you don't have to see the first movie to see this movie. Now I recommend that you do. Because uh, it probably adds a little more dimension, but it's not necessary because you get all the backstory from the first film woven into this movie, so that you won't be lost at all. So it's a, they do a great job of that. And just one great thing that I know I love at the beginning, uh, when you see all the credits of the production company as the movie opens, you see the classic Don Simpson Jerry Bruckheimer production. So. The late Dom Simpson worked with Jerry Bruckheimer, so they were the super producers of the 80s and, and Bruckheimer after that. But in the 80s, they did Top Gun, Flashdance. Um, it's a bunch of movies I'm missing, but uh, they produced Days of Thunder with Cruz as well. But they were the super producers. The, uh, Don Simpson has passed away since, but of course, Bruckheimer is still around. He's done Pirates of the Caribbean, National Treasure. He's still an active producer and has done television as well. So it was cool to see the old logo uh, from Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer. And... Uh, and the movie opens with almost the identical images of the planes on the on the aircraft carrier, and it uses Harold Faltermeyer's music from the original Top Gun as well. So the music is woven in here as well. And you also get uh, Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone, which I was surprised to see that that was going to be reused. But they used the Harold Faltermeyer keyboard music, and also Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. And then there's a song in the film from Lady Gaga as well. And Hans Zimmer, the great Hans Zimmer, does the score for this film. But that the music kind of clues you in as you watch the film is how they weave the original film's DNA throughout Top Gun Maverick. So as the movie opens, we see uh, Maverick is uh, a test pilot for a private company. I think it's Lockheed Martin, Martin, excuse me. And he's trying to get a jet to go to Mach 10 uh so they, they can keep their contract alive or if not they're all going to get fired because the contract is going to be moved uh for some other government funding and you get a uh, great uh quick cameo performance from Ed Harris in the film uh so it's always great to see him and uh so basically Tom Cruise or basically Maverick breaks the rules to try to get the plane uh to Mach 10. So of course he gets in trouble as we know his history he's uh insubordinate he kind of breaks the rules that's always what Maverick's character does so as this program is getting shut down he is called in and advised that he wants to he has been summoned back to top Gun to teach so he's puzzled by this this request or this order uh, because he as it's as it's laid out in the film, 30 years previous he went to go back to teach at Top Gun after he graduated of course um, from the events in the first movie and he basically washed out after two weeks as an instructor and was gone. Uh, So as we find out about Pete's character Mitchell's character uh, Maverick is basically you know the same person he does what he wants to do he's hasn't advanced in rank he's still a a captain or excuse me yeah he's captain I believe and uh He's never risen above that rank, even though, of course, he had his heroic exploits uh, in the first Top Gun movie. And then you find out he's flown in Iraq both times and he's had, you know, distinguished service as a aviator. But it's the off the air stuff and the and the inability to follow rules that has basically kept him where he's at. So he's asked to go back to Top Gun to train for a specific mission now. Another, ma- another major character in Top Gun is is very present in this film, and that's Val Kilmer as Iceman. So, of course, he was the main uh, um, antagonist to Maverick's character in Top Gun, and uh, he is here in Top Gun Maverick. And, of course, if you know the history of Val Kilmer, over the last uh, decade, I think we're actually about 2014, uh, Val Kilmer, the actor, was diagnosed with throat cancer, which uh, involved a tracheotomy which uh, which pretty much destroyed his voice, and uh, I highly recommend the Amazon documentary uh, Val if you haven't seen it. He shot up a whole bunch of hundreds of hours of footage as he when he was a young actor, and you get an insight kind of into him and kind of his approach to acting and and things like that. So of course he hasn't been really on the big screen in quite a while, and uh, he is in Top Gun Maverick and uh, in in one scene, and I'll get to that a little bit later. But as we find out in Uh, Top Gun Maverick Iceman of course has ascended to the rank of Admiral of the U.S. Pacific Fleet so we find out that Iceman has requested Maverick to be assigned back to Top Gun and we also find out over the 30 years since the first film that whenever Maverick gets in trouble it's Iceman that kind of gets him out of it and gets him to continue flying and to do what he needs to do so Iceman's been Maverick's cover person in the Navy and of course, uh, it's obvious that you see that they've become very close friends. So he goes back to Top Gun, and the admiral that's in charge there now is played by John Hamm uh, from from Mad Men. So of course, he doesn't uh, have any desire to have Maverick there. He was basically foisted on him, of course, by by Iceman. So there is a mission to destroy a uranium production area now i think top gun uh, this movie i think the filmmakers smartly didn't name because it's it's weird in the first movie they were going after russians and stuff like that the mission in this film you don't know which country this uranium is placed in and it doesn't really matter it's just a matter that it's dangerous and that they can't if it goes online it's going to cause uh an issue in the area wherever it is, but they never say specifically. And I think they did that on purpose. I think uh, obviously for worldwide viewing of this film, which is going to do monster business. uh, I think they, they went the route of, we're just going to keep it generic. Then we don't have to worry about offending any other country. So they, I think they made the conscious decision. Like I said, I don't care. It's not a big deal and it doesn't detract from any of the enjoyment of the movie. So the mission is to take out this uranium plant before it goes online and the issue is it's they've wedged it in between a bunch of mountains. They've surrounded it with uh with missiles that uh attack that have GPS everywhere. So basically the mission calls for the the attack jets to fly super low and then have to jet back up at a high rate of speed and at an angle that just um Puts enormous amount of G-forces on the pilot, which, of course, can be dangerous and leads to anything uh, all the way up to blacking out. And, of course, then it would be over or crashing into the mountain. So it's a very difficult mission, and Maverick is tasked with teaching. Uh, where it's a little bit different from the first one, what they've done is they've, they've called back 11, 11 or 12 Top Gun winners that have won to come back to compete to be on this team for this mission. So that's a basic plot of Top Gun Maverick. So uh, Maverick comes back. Uh, The other major plot point is uh, you wonder what the love interest is going to be like it was in the first movie. Of course, Kelly McGillis was in the first film. In this film, you have the great Jennifer Connelly is uh, cast in this movie. She is Penny Benjamin. Now, if you remember now, this is something that you would not know if you did not see the first Top Gun is that... um, there is a line in the film where basically Tom you know Maverick's character is being berated by something and and there's a throwaway line in the film where he says he did all this this and then and then it said and also an admiral's daughter that he dated and and you know so the admiral's daughter that's that's referenced in Top Gun is Penny which is Jennifer Connelly's character in this film so it turns out in this film she has bought a bar right by Top Gun and uh she's a single mom with a daughter and her and Pete have kind of been on and off over the years. So they kind of reconnect as this movie moves along. And that relationship is done well. She's a very good actress. And I think they do the relationship in this movie in, in a realistic, down-the-earth way. I liked how they, that interaction happened. Then, of course, the other main plot point of the first Top Gun, and again, I, this is a spoiler, but look, it, it's 36 years old. If you haven't seen Top Gun, I I, I can't help you there. Uh, so in the first Top Gun, of course... Maverick's wingman was Goose, played by uh, the great Anthony Edwards. And, of course, Goose uh, dies in the first Top Gun. So in the second Top Gun, in Top Gun Maverick, Rooster, uh, Rooster, Goose's son, Rooster, played by Miles Teller, is one of the recruits that are one of the Top Gun winners that's chosen to uh, be in this group that Maverick is going to train. So obviously, that brings that additional baggage as well. And Miles Teller, very good actor. It's great to see him in this role he comes when you first see his character he's basically wearing the exact same clothes that anthony edwards did pretty much in top gun you know the the open button shirt with the loud print over a t-shirt with the aviators and the cheesy kind of mustache that anthony edwards had so it's basically you know goose reincarnated uh in his son rooster and there's a great scene in in the bar where he plays great balls of fire which is reminiscent of the first film. Again, one of many scenes that that call back to the first movie uh, in, a, in, a, in a nostalgic and a good way. Uh, but like I said, you get to meet the new batch of recruits. Um, some of the highlights uh, I want to point out. So of the new group, um, you've got Bob, who's played by Lewis Pullman, who I found out is actually uh, the actor Bill Pullman's son. Um, you've got uh, Monica Barbaro, who plays Phoenix. Uh, she's one of the pilots as well. Um, And then you have the main antagonist, if you will, the the I guess you would call the Iceman role in this film is played by Glenn Powell, who plays Hangman. So he's uh, basically the main antagonist of specifically Rooster, because as we find out about Rooster's character, we find out that he's a great pilot, but that he doesn't react. He thinks he overthinks everything and allows things to kind of happen. So he's more reactive than proactive and uh, as we find out, and as Hangman antagonizes him, he doesn't even think he belongs there because he doesn't think he'd be able to handle the stress of this mission and would, and would overthink it and end up getting himself or other people killed. So that dynamic is there. Then, of course, the dynamic between Rooster and Maverick is, is played out as well. Uh, obviously, Rooster has no love at all for Maverick, uh, believes Maverick is responsible for his father's death, and uh, that angst plays out in the film as well. So you have those three main pro- things going on, the rooster relationship, the training of the pilots, and then Maverick's uh, rekindling of his relationship with Penny Benjamin. So that's the, the, the setup of the, of the main things that are going on. So as the film progresses, it's similar to the first film, and basically it's what they're doing. They're training for a mission and uh, the ups and downs in that, and, and Maverick trying to get them to... Understand that they can pull this off, even though the mission is pretty much almost impossible. Now, I'm going to get into the the aerial the aerial photography. Now, obviously, we're 2022. The aerial photography in Top Gun Maverick is unbelievable. It it blows away anything in the first movie, and the first movie did a really good job uh with the photography. I mean, Tony Scott is a visual direct was a visual director, just like his brother Ridley. Uh, the the air sequences in the original Top Gun are great, but the the ones in here are unbelievable. And and reading research for the for for this podcast, and of course reading about the movie, all the actors that flew as pilots in Top Gun Maverick were in actual jets, and they were filming themselves actually in the cockpit flying. So you see a lot of realistic actual flying uh, in this film, and from from Tom Cruise and the other actors, it's the the aerial photography is jaw-droppingly unbelievable. So that alone is the reason to check this movie out. It's fantastic. Uh, the battle sequences are fantastic. Uh, as you get to the climax when they actually do the mission is unbelievable. Great stuff. And again, that adds to the story as well. And this film, like I said, it, it's it's a tough it's a tough ass to make a sequel to a beloved movie and one that's been that's been so long ago that people have so many memories of that I've seen dozens and dozens of times, but Top Gun Maverick succeeds in every single way. The entire cast is great in the film. Like I said, you get Ed Harris at the beginning. John Hamm as the admiral is good, but actually, I want to bring out a standout performance in my mind, um, and it's an actor that I have not seen before. Uh, let me pull him up here real quick. I had it right here, Charles Powell is the other Admiral that's working with John Hamm's character at Top Gun. And uh, he's I look at his IMDb real quick. He was in The Last Ship, which I know was a show that was on television for quite a long time, I think on TNT. But he was excellent in his role as the Admiral. Fantastic. Uh, Great in the movie. And the whole cast is great. So I want to zero in on what a lot of people that have seen Top Gun are going to want to know. So as I stated before, Val Kilmer has had his health issues, which resulted in the loss of his voice. He is in a scene in Top Gun uh, with Tom Cruise, with Maverick. And I'm uh, not going to say what part of the movie. I'm not going to spoil the scene. But but what I can tell you is two things. One, it's fantastic to see Val Kilmer uh, in front of a big screen again. One of, our, one of our best actors ever. I mean, if you know Val Kilmer's career from Heat to his amazing portrayal as Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Uh, Jim Morrison in The Doors. He's a phenomenal actor. And to see him in this in this short scene in this film is was both very moving and really built upon what made this movie great because Iceman looms over this entire movie even though he's only in one scene. But you, you feel his presence in the movie and when you see him and the scene with him and, and Maverick is just fantastic. And if you are a fan of the first movie, it's great to see the arc of their relationship from the first film to this film and what they mean to each other. And uh, to see him there was one of the highlights of the movie. And I'm happy that they that they put him in. And that he was there. Uh, it was great. And it was great to see Iceman. Great to see Val Kilmer. So that scene is very poignant. And uh, very touching. So one of the things that I think maybe elevates Top Gun. Even over the original film. Is I, I find myself there was very, several scenes. Of really great emotion in there. Between like I said Ice and Maverick. And when you get to scenes with with Rooster and Maverick as well, with obviously with the history uh, of what happened to his father, in, woven into the film, and and where that relationship goes as this movie progresses, is fantastic. And then of course you get to the mission, and just like in the first film, the you know they're trying to execute this mission, and again back to the aerial photography uh, in, in that in that mission and that combat is unbelievable, unbelievably exciting, riveting. Uh, not a slow moment in the movie. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, so, of course, based on my review and seeing other critics' reviews, I think they're all in agreement, uh, I'm going to give Top Gun Maverick four and a half Van Goghs out of five. So on that scale, four and a half Van Goghs, this is a fantastic rewatchable movie. I'm sure I probably will be seeing it again. If, I don't know if in the theater, but definitely when it comes out uh, on um, on Blu-ray. It is a fantastic film. If you are a fan of the first Top Gun, you must see this movie. You will love it. Uh, I didn't give it a perfect five. Uh, If there was any drawbacks in the movie, I can't think of any drawbacks. But like I've said before, uh, I give fives for uh, uh, for me, or or that's reserved for all time classics uh, that I may watch thirty or forty times. Uh, So this is not a slight four and a half. goes for me for this film, especially a sequel to a movie thirty six years in the making. Uh, that I wasn't sure was going to be really good or not, or how they were going to approach it, uh, is is four and a half is 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 a fantastic review from me, and I cannot recommend this movie highly enough. If you are a fan of Cruise, if you are a fan of the character of Maverick, if you are a fan of Top Gun, you must go see this film. It's one of the best films of the year, for sure that I've seen, and uh, it is fantastic, and you will enjoy it. It is what a summer movie is supposed to be. It's high flying action, it's fun. It's intense, and like I said, the the aerial just for the aerial photography alone uh, is worth it to see this film. So again, Top Gun Maverick, directed by Joseph Kosinski, starring Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, Miles Teller, and Val Kilmer. Four and a half Van Goghs out of five. Check it out. It'll be a it'll be two hours of a lot of fun in the summer. Hopefully, this is the start of a great summer of films. Uh, it's great now that people are getting back to the movies. I'm starting to get back to the movies more to either go with myself by myself or take my son. So uh, this is the great time of year for films. I'm excited to review more for the podcast and just as a movie goer, watch them myself. So again, Top Gun Maverick, four and a half Van Goghs out of five. So again, you've listened to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. Uh, I'm recording live now. If you happen to see me live, the link is in the chat. If you want to come on real quick to talk about Top Gun Maverick before I sign off or anything else, please feel free to do so. You can find this podcast wherever you get audio podcasts, Uh, specifically Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, CastBox, TuneIn, and Stitcher. You can get all of these episodes on the website. The website is letmebendyourear.com. If you want to email the show, the email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. If you are a regular listener to this podcast, I really appreciate it. Thank you. If you can, if you haven't done so already, if you can rate and review the podcast wherever you listen, uh, that's a great way to help the podcast reach a greater audience. So again, thank you, and I appreciate everyone that's listening. And again, it's good to be back. Uh, I had a couple of weeks where I wasn't recording, so I'm glad to be back and glad to do this with uh, Top Gun Maverick. So again, I cannot recommend this movie highly enough. If you are a fan, check it out. You will love it. Again, Top Gun Maverick, four and a half Van Gogh's out of five. So again, Everybody have a fantastic Memorial Day weekend, and I will see you soon with another review. Take care.